Hello and welcome back to the 411 podcast. My name is Nicole. I am your hairdresser and host. And this week I am here with teacher slash artist Hannah Jane, who I found on TikTok. Say hello to the people, Hannah. Hello. Hello, I'm Hannah Jane. And so I found Hannah on TikTok and she's released a song and I loved it, I related to it, and I thought, I have to get in touch with this girl, and the fact that you're Scottish as well, we want to support one another, right? <laughs> so, um, let's just get into it, Hannah, where, like, tell me, where it all started, where did it all begin for Hannah Jean? Where were you oh. born, etc.? The story, here we go. Can I just say, Nicole, thank you so much for having me on. I've been really, really looking forward to this. Oh, I'm um, so excited for this, honestly. And it's been a long time coming because our schedules just yeah. did not match. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're, like, so busy. We're, like, opposite on our schedules now. So it's been a wee minute to get this sorted, hasn't it? Yep. Um, yeah, it totally has. But where it all began, so just, like, the music in terms of that, just how I got into music and stuff like that. So where where did you grow up? Where where did you go to school? That kind of thing. Start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You can briefly go over right it. You don't have to get right, right into the, the nitty gritty. I so I grew up in a wee town called Dumbarton, which is just outside Glasgow. But I feel like everyone says they're from just outside Glasgow. Um, but down in Dumbarton, and I went to a school called Our Ladies, um, Our Ladies High, in Dumbarton as well. And yeah, school for me, I enjoyed my school experience. Like I didn't have like a bad school experience. I had a really close knit group of pals um since primary school and then when we got into high school, like more girls joined that group and we're pretty much all still pals to this day. Like we're all really close. Um, as I say, we're all really like still pally, still got our group chat, that kind of stuff. So yeah, school nice. for me was a really good experience. Um I wasn't like naturally smart, sadly. I wasn't one of those kids. Mm-hmm. I really, really had to work hard in school, but I found love for like the art. So like music, I loved art. I even loved like graphic design when I was in school. Like I just, I wasn't very good at drawing and art, but I just loved the chat. I loved the teachers and stuff like that. So I kind of found comfort in those kind of subjects. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember getting to that stage in school when it was like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't really like anything. And then when I was 15, like, I, when we were, like, getting ready to set your standard grades, it was, and I don't know what we're doing standard grades for you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, deciding that I wanted to do the guitar, all that kind of stuff. And that's when I was like, no, I think I actually want to try and do this as some form of career. Like, which obviously, I think, to parents, I don't think it's always like well received hearing like, oh, I want to do music or do something creative because I think it is like, what are they going to do with that type thing, which I completely mm-hmm. understand. Like it is, it's a hard path to go down, and definitely now I've realised it's it's been a, a hard path, but I rolled with it. Um, as I said, really good school experience and applied to a different few places when I got to sixth year to go and study music um, and I decided to go with a place called the Academy of Music and Sound in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. So I went there, they put me into the second year of it so it was like you did your HNC and your HND and then all, and then on your, it would have been my third year I did an honours degree so it was just like, wow. yeah so I got an honours degree in three years in music so that took me right up till I was like 21 
um, and I had a part-time job as well for that art in um, Costa Coffee, so I worked in there, um, and uh, that was good. So at so school, Hannah, yeah. at school, what in what year did you decide that you were going to take music seriously? Were the teachers encouraging to you when you said to the teachers? Because I know you said parents are a bit like, oh, how are you going to work mm. that out? You know, how are you going to make a career out of this? Because mm. there are obviously loads of artists. There's loads of, you go into Spotify and there's thousands. Mm-hmm. But when you think yeah. of the amount of people with so much talent, it's not necessarily mm. always the people that are the best singers in the world that make it. And the, the yeah. kind of likes of um, Robbie Williams and Cheryl Cole mm-hmm. and, like, people like that, that um, Simon Cowell always used to say in The X Factor, you know, Robbie Williams isn't the best singer, but he's mm-hmm. an entertainer. Um, mm-hmm. So how how did that happen for you? I'd say definitely, like, when I mentioned, like, starting my standard grades and stuff like that, and I was getting, like, private guitar lessons, and I guess it was just encouragement, don't get me wrong, like, parents were always very encouraging, like, they paid for my music lessons and stuff like that, so that mm-hmm. shows to me that they were supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, like, I started my guitar lessons when I was maybe, like, 15, um, and just, it was my guitar teacher who said, oh, you're actually, like, you're good at the guitar, like, you should definitely be sticking in at it. And then just progressing in school through my exams. And I think it was maybe my fifth year. In fifth year, I was like, right, I, uh, I do want to progress with this. And you start looking at courses and stuff like that. And and I'd been writing songs. Like, I think the first song I wrote, like, I remember writing wee songs when I was really, really young, like just making stuff up. And mm-hmm. my cousins to this day, so we'll sing my songs out. We <laughs> when I was younger. But, like, I'd say first proper serious song, it was because of school where you have to do something called composition where mm-hmm. you write a piece of music. And I wrote, like, a pop song. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's, like, the first time I sat down and, like, wrote, like, a verse, chorus, verse, like, a proper structure with chords, like, well, like write my own lyrics and, like, stuff like that, where I was, like, I actually really quite like this. Like, I, I really enjoyed... I felt like I, I took to it quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, like, my teacher being like really happy with what I produced and my music department in my high school were amazing like so encouraging I actually still speak to one of my music teachers like to this day oh uh, like, that's nice what, um, what, what did they say about you releasing the song on Spotify um so I text I text one of my music teachers um just the link and stuff like that and she was just she was just really proud like she was really really proud of it um I was like, I've finally released music. So, yeah, it was, it was really nice. But as I said, all through school, such a warm department, really welcoming um, and just would accept anyone that walked through the door type thing if you were going to, like, work for them. Um, but as I said, when I said to them as well that I wanted to do music, they were nothing but encouraging, supportive, from what I can remember, like, nothing but nice things to say about them. And they would always just be saying, like, maybe you should go down this path or mm-hmm. why don't you look into this course, all that kind of stuff. Good, so lots of encouragement then, because in school, like, you might say, I want to do this or I want to do that, and Mm -hmm. it's like, there is no help, there is no encouragement, Mm -hmm. or you'll be told, like, oh, maybe you should pick something else, Mm -hmm. and um, Mm -hmm. that can be really disheartening, so that's amazing, the encouragement that you got probably gave you lots of confidence in yourself and lots of belief. Yeah, 
the song that you've wrote about mm-hmm. these boys so what inspired that song hannah oh what inspired that song uh, i must say like i think people like now it's funny that i've wrote it because i've been in a relationship for three and a half years and it's mm-hmm. quite funny that this song's happened now but if i'm honest it is it's a reflection of see like when we're in our early 20s guys that like maybe i've spoken to or even like my pals have spoken to even till now like if my pals are having boy trouble like it all links like it's all wee different situations mm-hmm. or just like you know it's very dramatized it's like a dramatized kind of toxic situation and i kind of put it together i've just kind of stuck over the years um i feel like quite a lot of girls and maybe boys can relate to it as well where mm-hmm. they have been in that situation where they're like yep that's that one person that they just kept going back to or like that one relationship where you just can't let go of each other uh-huh. and that's and it's, a, it's also as well like because it is even though some of the lyrics are like oh that's actually quite sad it's almost a bit tongue-in-cheek because it is jolly like it's upbeat sounding mm-hmm. and it's like i feel like in the chorus it brings it back around like what is it about these boys it's kind of like saying mm-hmm. like you're not alone it's like it happens like, to everybody it's very i mean it does not stop in your 20s though hannah like that's um that's an an, an underestimation it's um I, I learned the other day that the whole society is fucked it's not just 20 year olds you know it, like the other day i had been talking to a guy for about four weeks he works offshore and mm-hmm. He came back home and I I expected it to be like a bit manic for a few days, like mm-hmm. before I got to see him. And he yeah. actually asked me, he was going on holiday and he actually asked me to go and pack his case for him for like a first date. And I was just like, no, thank you. My father would never allow me to do that. And he would hate you for asking me to like go to your home on a first date you can't even take me to dinner or I'm like you can show me some respect or you can and uh, I we haven't spoke since so you've sieved them out you know but it's very easy it would have been very easy for me to end up in some kind of situation there where you're like this guy's really hot I'm going to just go to his house well he'd mentioned like going for like a walk or whatever and I can understand, right, yeah. why guy, maybe, like, if you're dating, like, as the guy that maybe has to pay or feel like he has to pay, maybe you want to go on a walk with somebody to make sure there's, like, a connection or whatever before you sit at a dinner with them. But yeah. I just thought, oh, my God, I've actually gave you, like, four weeks of my time, like... Yeah, um, and that's the thing, it's the time that's wasted with yeah. those kind of situations, situationships, whatever you want to call them, or if it is a relationship that's been wasted, it's like... It's your time. Your time's precious. Like, uh-huh. who is it to waste your time? That'll, you, you'll never get that back. No. But um, I suppose it's just a way of seven, seven out the weeds, isn't it? Like, but... Um, I know, and I think as well, like, the reason I say, like, obviously, being a wee bit older and stuff like that, like, using the word boy, like, it does sound young, but I've, there was a reason behind using, like, what is it about these boys? So I feel like, as you say, if they're a boy, it means, like, they're not stepping up. And they're like they're not they're not a man they aren't being a man like there's a difference between a boy 
and a man. Yes, there is very much. One who can take responsibility and knows how to treat you right, whereas a boy is just being, he's not doing the right job. No, there, so I, I'm, very, well. I, I'm very careful about using the words boy and man and guy as well because I think like mm -hmm. that I've realised the age does not mean maturity mm -hmm. and that there's a lot of boys and I had a see like see the other night when he actually texted me he asked that like I I was laughing so hard in my kitchen like I honestly oh as God. if I'd heard the funniest joke ever and I texted him and I was like, you know, when I first seen you, like, I thought you were better than that. Like, ha, 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 ha. How funny for me actually believing, like, that you were an actual man, like, that had standards and, like, could see that I was someone that had standards that I'm not going to go yeah. to your house and, like, sleep with you in the first night. I'm not going to, like... I'm not going to be sending nudes and things like that. There's no. plenty of people that will do no. that and they can do it if they want, whatever, but that is not me. <laughs> like, no. no. You're all right, and son. There's the chances. There's only chances there are. Oh, aren't they? Like, I'm like... Uh, uh, there's, there's just... There's a difference between... I think a lot of people get really flattered by the fact that someone's interested in them, but... What you've got to try and figure out really quickly so that you don't end up in some kind of situation mm -hmm. is do they just want to sleep with you or if they yeah. actually got good intentions like mm -hmm. and within the first few weeks it's the dating co coach Matthew Hussey he says mm -hmm. that in the first few weeks that's when you'll you'll actually see red flags so what I do is I put their name in my iPhone notes and then as a bullet point, I do a red flag and anything that doesn't sit well with me, yeah. anything, like I just write it down and then yeah. before you know it, there's a button of red flags yeah, and you go, right, let's move on. <laughs> I think like they say, like whatever red flag you ignored at the start is the reason you'll break up yes. later on. Yes. Like, also as well, I was... Um, listen to something the other day and they were talking about love bombing mm -hmm. which is like huge from like people people do it guys and girls do it where it's like there's this person at the start and it's like love bomb love bomb love bomb and then all of a sudden it's like maybe been a month and they're like not interested in you anymore or something like that like that's also can happen too yeah. but I thought that was really interesting about reading um or it was on I think it was on another podcast I was listening to it and it was saying that if you ignore the red flags at the start whatever that red flag is whether it be in a year's time, five years' time, ten years' time, or you end up married, whatever you ignored at the start will be the reason you split. Yep. And it's that um, how you find them is how you lose them. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Like, I just thought... It, was, it wasn't too long ago I started dating, like, after about 15 months of separation... And mm. I, I took the time out because I wanted to. I wanted to heal. I never wanted to take shit into another relationship. But, um, yeah, but see that way then when I did start dating and I thought, this is going a wee bit too well. Like, this is going too well already. Like, you're chatting to a few people. Like, and I'm just thinking, oh, this actually isn't as bad. And then a couple of weeks down the line, you're like, holy shit. Like, I just wanted to treat again and hibernate and... <laughs> The world is fucked. I know. I know. I think, like, yeah, you can be any age as well, and you can be dating. Like, it just, it's daunting, I think, for 
anyone even seen like family members who then become single later on in life and they're mm-hmm. like it's so daunting Hannah like mm-hmm. and they're trying like date naps or whatever it is and it's just it's I think it's just daunting and date naps is a whole other thing I think as well like I think it can <laughs> be good but I also think it can be not great either no it's not for me it's absolutely not for me so the the, I met that guy through a dating app so my friend was just like you are Mm -hmm. like in your prime you've got everything going for you you've been separated for x amount of time don't feel bad about it type thing know that I did to be fair like and Mm -hmm. it was more than time to move on and she mm-hmm. was like, right, we're going to make you a profile. And like, she's always on all the dating apps and going on dates and all that all the time. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I don't even know how many minutes I was on it. Like, and I say minutes, like, I was on it and I thought, fuck that. Like, that's no for me. Oh, and I uh, got chatting to this one guy that I thought, actually, do you know what? Like, he's so fit. Like, everybody always said to me, like, my ex, like, husband... <laughs> When they seen him, they would be like, oh my God, like, uh, I thought you'd be way like a six foot three gym guy, like, what the fuck? Like, and I can see it now, I'm like, I can see why it is, as as so like, I can see it now where I'm like, oh my God, like, what was I doing? Do you know what I mean? Like, love really is blind. But um, mm-hmm. here comes this six foot three gym guy, like, and he's... Yeah. I was like, oh, he is daddy. (laughs) 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 And I actually, like, I remember, like, saying we were actually out. And I remember, like, you know, when you, like, drunk text someone and then I think, oh, no, I've fucked it. Like, I've actually fucked it. And I can't even remember (laughs) what we were talking about. And I said to him, I was like, I've never wanted to call anybody this in my life, but you, sir, you are daddy. <laughs> and I was mortified. And um, he's an actual dad as well. Like, he's got two That's girls, hilarious. and I was pure, oh, no. Like, turned out he liked it. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> anyway, but uh, I think that it's it's just, if anything, I'm like, it is actually really funny, like, you need to laugh or else you'll cry about it, do you know, like, but oh, you yeah. see when you just want it, like, I've, I've been going on, I've been dating and seeing somebody and whatever, right, and see when you just want it to be that person, you're just like, that's the person, like, this is the person, <laughs> I never yeah. fell in love with him or anything like that, I just think I was really, like, we got on really well for the get-go, it wasn't like love bomb or anything like yeah. that, there was nothing that was really, like, but yeah. then, the, then the the pictures started to come, and I was like, "You're not only sending these pictures to me." No. And he was like, "They're like progress pictures," and I was pure. <laughs> You're so funny. Like it's like you get the act, and then that's it. Uh, the the to- I just thought, oh no, the thought of like a guy like standing taking pictures of himself. I was just <laughs> like. And then, and I know we're hypocrites because we do it, but it is. It's like, fine for us though, like, like, cause we are cute. Like we're like, mm, we're cute. Like, let's take a wee. It's like normal, but oh my god! Like he said to me, like obviously I do the podcast and things, and he was like, he told me to like stop sending gifts. He was like, I don't really like social media, but it's like okay, so you you upload onto social media every day, like you have 
you're always on your stories, but I'm not allowed to li like use gifts. <laughs> Honestly, like, see, when you think about it, I go, oh my God, I gave that guy, like, too many days of my time, like, and it's... Yeah. But I think, like, that the reason that people, like, this song was so relatable because nowadays standards are so low and honestly yeah. I'm going to get shit for this right but I think it's women's fault and the reason that I okay, say that yeah. right let hear me out on this one okay, Hannah right hear me out right so women nowadays I think it stemmed from like Geordie Shore right so Geordie Shore or even Jersey Shore where mm -hmm. Women are on TV getting absolutely recklessly drunk, like legless, yep. and they're sleeping with with boys on camera that are like just taking advantage of them, basically, like in yep. the the fact that they know that they like them and things like that. So, <laughs> and they're doing it because they can. Like, so yep. there are so many women that are like, oh, you can go out and sleep with whoever you want, and if boys can do it, women can do it as well, and. But it's like, a man's never going to respect you for just giving the most precious thing apart from a child that you can give to mm -hmm. somebody is your body. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think that if people just respected themselves, and I know it's hard when you're really attracted to somebody and you get all these fuzzy feelings and whatever and yeah. you, you want to have sex with them, but... Mm -hmm. My thing is that once it's happened for the first time, it's done. And it's like, that's, it. that's such a special thing. Is like, mm -hmm. right, okay, a couple of months down the line or however long you wait, then you've shown me that you have you can respect me and you can wait and that mm -hmm. it's something to be cherished. But now yeah. it's just people think they're all liberated because they're like, they're wearing like, next to nothing when they go out yeah. and they're posting pictures of themselves and next to nothing on Instagram. It's all this instant gratification and things like Tinder and all that. Like so many people told me to go on Tinder just for a confidence boost and I was like, I'm confident. I don't need a boost. Like I'm yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Like Totally. It shouldn't take another person to boost you. It shouldn't take another person to make you confident. Like you need to be that within yourself. So Yeah. And a lot of people aren't like you're saying like you are and that you should be. Like but there's people who aren't and I get what you're saying. Like so if someone is giving that bit of attention, that's like so much to them because maybe they've never had attention or maybe they mm -hmm. don't experience that even in school. Yeah. Getting a bit of attention. And it and it does and they end up just it builds their confidence up and then it's crushed when they're let down by the other person uh -huh. or ghost them or whatever it may be. Um, so I actually, I do agree with what you're saying in that sense where it's built, how am I trying to say this in a way that I want it to come out? It's, it's built around, I guess, the man. Mm -hmm. Basically making like decisions like, I'll, well, I'll build you up in fact, no, I don't want you anymore. Or mm. um going on social media and like like you're saying with the way people sometimes dress and it's very accessible and guys are like oh I like that I like that and it's like getting sent to group chats like oh look at that and it's like all this like it's almost like approval it's like they're always approving things mm -hmm. or not approving things isn't it uh-huh and it, it stems from loneliness as well like most people are in relationships because they don't want to be on their own 
And how many people have, how many of your girlfriends have you sat down with and you've said to them, like, you need to leave him, like, he's yeah. not good for you, you feel like shit, like, he does this and that, and they've went, but I don't want 100%. to be on my own, and it's like, so you need to learn to be on your own, respect yourself, and women need to take, realise that they hold the power, like, mm-hmm. there's this book years ago that I read, and it's called The Power of the Pussy, and it's like, <laughs> we hold the power, they will do yeah. anything, like, to be with you, like, as long as you hold back, mm-hmm. They're doing it, and honestly, I speak for experience. Like, I think that if you mm-hmm. you respect yourself and you have love for yourself, like, then mm-hmm. you attract people on that level. And when you do, and you do attract somebody that has got lower standards than you, like that guy, I just sieved them out because it's like. No, yeah. you don't get to speak to me unless you speak to me with respect. You don't get to meet okay. me unless you're showing me respect. Uh-huh. Like, so goodbye. Like, that. Yeah. And sometimes people feel like they're asking for too much or there's men being like, oh, she's too high maintenance and all that. No, I maintain myself. So um, you want somebody that's going to add to your life, no take, like... But a lot of people do. It's it's loneliness and they end up in these situationships. And I've been there years ago, like where it was like, I was in my early 20s and you really liked this person and you would just accept the bare minimum because you wanted that person. And any time attention that you got for them, you took it. And it's yeah. just like, no, like, we're not doing that, hun. Uh, exactly, and that I guess that kind of links back to like what you're saying about the early twenties and just kind of accepting things like that. Links back to the song again, like mm-hmm. that's what it, that is like solely about. It's like, and when you're young like that as well, and I'm not saying like I'm like who knows what will happen. Like I'm sure people I know will go through it again. Like who knows what's gonna happen in my life, but I feel like that's what was nice about it is when people did reach out to me and they're like, well, I I relate to this and I'm this age or like even like again family members saying like I relate to that song like I've been uh-huh. through that and it's just like I think a lot of women and it'll happen to guys as well yep. whether it be they are with a guy or they're with a girl and I'm just it's totally showing the other foot as well can happen but I think a lot of women did I got a lot of messages a girl's been like that's been my summer anthem or like that's my hot girl summer track like all that kind of stuff and it's just it's nice that it's like it's nice when you can write a song and folk like it then they can also like relate to it as well um, it is and it's very relatable and unfortunately I think it's going to be relatable for a number of years <laughs> until women realize like that we need to take our power back we need to step back we can say if we all pull together and go right let's up our standards because these men are no coming correct like and then mm-hmm. they have to you have to mm-hmm. remember that men will do the bare minimum that they need to they don't Mm -hmm. really like stress they were raised to receive love we were raised to give love they're not Mm -hmm. really raised like that and the fact as well that they're being raised mostly by their mothers is a problem as well because they've Mm -hmm. not really got father figures to show them the masculine so therefore they're so soft as well at the same time even though they can act like wankstains they're they're softies and Mm -hmm. we're seeing this obviously with like problems like um, male suicide on the rise, that kind of thing. That's obviously. They don't talk about their feelings. I, they don't know how to express, so they escape with cocaine at the weekend because it's normal, and they yeah. just 
don't really know how to, they've not got the capacity to actually deal with herself, never mind with other people, and that's where the destruction comes in, or the non-commitment comes in, because they're so scared, like, they don't want to commit, because they think that their life's going to change, and it's a ball and chain and whatever, no, that's a toxic relationship, A, a true, authentic, loving relationship's about two people adding to each other's life, and making it better, so... No, totally, totally. But it's just, I know, it's mad that everyone goes through these, like, situations and it's not till, like, even, like, people you don't know and it's like, oh, no, well, I went through a situation like that and it's just, like, it's, I feel like as well, it's like, you hear about these stories, like, if you're, in, if you're out on a night out, it's like, you want the girl's bathroom. I love it. Like, crying over some boy and it's like, you've got to pick yourself up, like, don't put up with this. Mm-hmm. That's the... That is the most motivational room you'll ever step into, is a girl's bathroom oh in a nightclub. It is. <laughs> it really is. I, mean, like, I don't think, I think it's been one thing I've been in the girl's bathroom again when I was, like, maybe just 18, 19, and I've been like, oh my gosh, she's really scary. Mm-hmm. But everyone's so nice in there. They are. I don't really have had a drink. Oh. Everyone's so nice in there, like giving me the perfume, giving me like whatever compliments, like mm-hmm. it's great. Life advice. <laughs> Where did you get your shoes? Oh, I love your jacket. Where did you get that? Like, mm-hmm. it's great. If we could bring that, actually in the very first podcast I did, I think Lauren said that to me, you are like someone in the girl's bathroom, but you're like that all day, sober. Like you just, yesterday <laughs> I was on the phone to my friend and she just answered and I'm complimenting a woman in Brayhead. I was like, you look amazing today. And I was like, oh, sorry. I was just complimenting a random Hi. woman. She's like, what are you like? <laughs> um, but it's such a good place. And like, I, I even remember like taking a girl's phone from her so that she couldn't text her ex like I was like give me your phone I'll keep it in my bag um like we were kind of around the same bit and the and I was like I'll give you it back at the end of the night but you have to promise me like and she was like I won't don't like and I actually handed her phone back at the end of the night and I was pure what are you going to do and she's like I'm going to go home and go straight to my bed and I'm not going to text him and I was like remember you'll regret it like you'll regret it tomorrow like and the day after that, and the day after that, like, don't, exactly. and everybody's pure, Emma, please, like, don't text him, like, he's so not good for you, like, I still remember her name, um, but it's so funny. I feel like, I feel like me and my pals at all points, this is why we're hypocrites as well, at one point, all of my pals, we've all sat down, and I've been like, you need to get rid of him, uh-huh. or I've been like, nah, get rid we've all been there where my friend last night even did it like <laughs> she was like talking to me about her situation and I was like like we're we're going to like like that door's closed so another one can open and things like that I was like you deserve so much better and like he knows that he actually told her that like he actually knows that 
and um, and she's like, the next minute she sends me like a screenshot. I gets the screenshot and she's like, text him and he to see him and he's like, I don't think that's a good idea because they ended the situation ship like last week or so, yeah. and it was that's like, hard. and she said to him when I text you like, you have to say no to me. You have to because I can't keep doing this like. And I was like, oh no, like, why have you done that? Like, I was so sad for her. I just, and then I was like, do you know what though? It's got to be hard for him as well. It can't, like, they don't not have feelings, like, completely. You can't be with somebody for over a year. And then they just, they've got to say no to you. And plus it's a guy. And when you're texting them to come see you, they're turning down an offer. You know, like. Like, I want to know, like, see when they say, like, obviously, when something like that happens, as women, it hits us, we deal with it, like, there and then, like, we're emotional, and they always say that guys are, like, maybe, like, a month, a couple of months later, and it's yep. when we're thriving, it hits them. I don't yep. know if that's true or not, like, I don't know any, like, I don't know any guys that have ever been like, yeah, that's true, but it's, like, if they, and it, it was, like, both felt the same way about each other, not, like, a like a situation shop or a guy just messing a girl about, but mm-hmm. they always say that, it hits men later and I don't, I don't actually know if that's true and it'd be really interesting to know if that is true where you know girls if the breakup happens it's straight away it's like the tears the tissues the pals you're both, like you're trying your pals are trying to make you feel better and mm-hmm. you're trying to have a glow up and and then it's when you start to thrive and you have that glow up and you're like you look amazing and all that kind of stuff and then it's like maybe a few months later and it hits the guys and they're like that's when they feel it then. Like, I wonder why that is or if, if that is even true. Have you heard that before? Yes. So last year I did lots. I did counselling and therapy and things um, because of the end of my marriage. And um, and that's very true. And sometimes, though, it's not actually a month down the line or whatever. Like, most most people who are quite toxic will end up in a relationship very quickly. And um and they are basically putting a plaster over the the pain, the heart, because the pain in the heart is inevitable, whether it was amicable or not, you go through a grief process when you break up with somebody. So you can put a plaster on that, but at some point that plaster is going to fall off. And if you imagine it as well, like a float. So if you push your float down in the swimming baths, yeah. it's going to come back up at some point. Yeah. Like there is no escapement and you can escape it for a long time. And there's men, there's women as well, that will go on to have like kids with somebody else or marry somebody else just to get back at their ex. Mm-hmm. And they don't really recognise that that's actually pain. It's pain. Like if you're focused on getting back at somebody else, it's pain. And... um. And you'll see a lot of um, separation abuse and things like that happen when relationships break down from men. And they could potentially have kids with people. You see it a lot with people that have got kids and they're always bringing down their baby mama. That's within yeah. them. That's pain within them. If they were healed and they were emotionally intelligent enough to understand that actually if you've got anger, that's an emotion for the other person mm-hmm. and there's an anger in you that maybe if you messed up a relationship and that you actually know that you lost you lost somebody and um I think I'm not saying that it's never a woman's fault but women are problem solvers and they'll stay and they'll try so 
Yeah. You'll cry for a month or so and then go, actually, I carried that relationship. Actually, mm-hmm. all of those special moments we had, I created them. It wasn't really anything to do with the other person. So then the other person, once they've, like, the flow arises, then it's a case of, oh, fuck. I've actually thought it was great because right away I went out with the lads and I went on Tinder and I banged a few birds. And, but then yeah. they recognise, actually, there's no a connection there and I don't feel anything for these people and it's very empty. And they mm-hmm. try look for something with a bit of substance, but mm-hmm. then it nine times out of ten, when they don't do the work themselves, they're not going to find that because you align with what you are, not with what you want. So it's definitely true. You can't escape grief. Grief is something that will follow you around and yeah, tap you in the shoulder. But there's no emotions and emotions and I remember like last year and my sister would say to me you know when you have a thought because something springs a memory I don't know let's say you read a menu and you know what that other person would pick in the menu and Mm. then you start to feel a bit sad Mm. it's like all of those things happen for that person as well but say they get with somebody, then they've got a distraction because they're with somebody else. Or I think men are a bit better at distracting themselves, whether we are taught to sit in our feelings a bit more and talk about it. But men don't really feel like they've got an avenue, like, to do that, like, to sit and, like, imagine a man sitting with their pal and being like, oh, like... I walked by somebody the day and they they had the same perfume on as her. They would be like, mate, shut the fuck up. You know, like... <laughs> no. like they wouldn't would listen to it. They no, would just they bam them up. So they just don't talk about it. I know, they don't. I know, that's the thing. Like, a lot of guys, again, it goes back to, like, them bottling up things as well. Like, they just mm-hmm. they can't open up. And it's seen as weak. And it's not weak. Mm-hmm. It, it's not. Like, they oh, just need to be taught. They do. They do, and I try to say that in my job now. I'm like, if you talk to someone, who do, you, who do you talk to? Talk to your pal, talk to... You don't trust people at home. Like, just always... If you, I always say to them, like, if you've ever got something going on, talk to someone. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be an adult or a teacher. Just tell your pal, even if your pal's like, what? <laughs> just, anyway, like, I try and tell the kids that, like, in my work, like, you need to talk. That's good advice, because... You you weren't growing up in school. We weren't taught to talk to people about things like the generation, like my mum and dad who raised me. They came from a generation where you never talked about your feelings. You didn't really show love and affection. And then some other households are a bit different, but um, it, it is important to talk, and it's mm. it's all right to have feelings for somebody. And it's all right to talk about that. And sometimes there's... Maybe the both of you just didn't work out and it wasn't anything bad, but you feel like because somebody never cheated on you or they never hit you or they never abused you, like, oh, maybe I should get back with them. Or, But sometimes these things just need to be talked out because yeah. I don't even know where I'm going with this. Like... No, Talking's so important mm-hmm. and if you can't it talk is. to your friends, they're not really your friends, they're just surface no. and if you don't have anybody at home that you can talk to, that's dead sad 
because mm-hmm. I, I know that like the support I've got like all of my friends none of them are surface friendships I kind of sieved out all the surface friendships and when it comes to relationships I think we really try to give our best advice and we also try to really follow through with it and it's it's really hard when you really like somebody and you know they are taking advantage of your good nature or you know like oh god this isn't going to go anywhere or and you have that but I don't want to be on my own like I want like I enjoy their company or say it's a Friday night you see them it's like what am I going to do with my Friday nights now or like it's it is a bit shit but I fully believe that I think that you should have standards and but you should say yes to everything like if you like somebody I think you should go on the date I think that um it's experience and I almost see dating like interviewing you're just interviewing people to see if they're the man for the job and if they're not the man for the job then you maybe had a lovely dinner or an a cool activity for a day or whatever like that you maybe wouldn't have done and so yeah it's about finding that click as well like you're saying even about like we're talking about opening up and talking like you need to have that click with someone like you don't want to be with someone where you can't have these awkward conversations or these deep conversations or being just like you know what I've had a rubbish day today and it's Mm -hmm. like you want to have that person where you can be like do you want comfort or do you want like a solution that's Uh what you want from a person is you want them to be able to turn around to you and say do you want comfort or do you want a solution Mm -hmm. do you want to talk about it like that's what you need and that is like what a lot of people I think sadly don't have realize as well they don't realize that at the start and it's like oh actually it's like you're made however you end up with maybe like a support system as well and like even just not talking about partners like even just having friends like your friends are the same it's like they should be able to offer comfort or advice do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's like that's what you need you need that in this life like regardless if it's through a partner or through a friend even family like I know some families like you're saying it can depend on the way they're brought up it can Mm -hmm. be very traditional and it's like like the girl that the boys are taught like don't show emotion don't show emotion like that's obviously generational and it's like it can cause like issues and it's about breaking that generation the generation traditions if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like it's and i think i think the way the world's going now i feel like people are a lot more open in a way like on i think in social media and i think sometimes it can be good sometimes it can be bad but I do feel like if you compare it to even if our parents when they were younger the way people are now like they are open they do talk about sensitive subjects we're a lot more accepting I would say well mm-hmm. if you compare it in that kind of sense so it is it's crazy how the world is changing that way and also like I think people are realizing that you know there is more to life than just being with someone who it's like good looking like you say it's yeah. like actually finding someone who's going to talk to you and like listen to you yeah like something between the ears I remember saying that to we'll call him Jim guy um I remember saying that to Jim guy and I was like like mm-hmm. right you're attractive but like let's get to know each other let's see if there's anything between the ears and he was like mm-hmm. oh there's plenty between the ears and I'm like actually there's no like there's no. really no like you bore me you don't even send emojis like you don't seem to laugh like I'm not even allowed to like send a gif 
And I've got you like one guy that I'm talking to and honestly we could communicate through gifts all day. It's like it's <laughs> it's so funny, like and I just think it flows. But um no, I think that there is a big problem with I think people want that but they just don't know how to do it and they don't give it any time. Um and I think the older generation could teach the younger generation a lot, like, about courting. I'm like, we need a granddad around here. Like, we need a granddad to be like, right, let's um teach these fools, do you know what I mean? Like, how it's actually done. I was out on Friday night. It was My friend was doing a singles event, and I was helping her with it. So I went across to try and reel in some men. We were, like, eight men short. Yeah. So this guy comes over and um and then the end of the night the rest of the clan he was with comes over. That includes like his granddad, right? He was so handsome, honestly, he was like seventy two and he was so handsome. Oh. Genuinely. And um and he, he him and his friend, um, Jimmy, were saying to this guy, you know, like look at this woman, do you know what I mean? Like, she's so elegant and classy, like, that is it. Like, you have to treat her good, like, she's no one of the rest of them. And they were giving it, like, if we were 40 years younger, we'd marry you on the spot, like, you know? And I was pure, oh, that's so cute. But they were trying to tell him, they're trying to teach their grandson, you know, like, this is a, this isn't, like, one of the rest of them, you know? Like, this is, like, it's, like, granddad's no... Um, like a woman, like they know that a woman elevates them. They knew that if they had a good woman by their side, like that, that is, it's a compliment to them. They understand it better. But then I think a lot of the younger generation just see an attractive woman or an attractive man and just think, oh, well, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. and then they get bored really easily because they've not really got any substance or. Uh, yeah,
you know, like that's yes. not worth bulldozing your house for because she's in here every week, like trying to get a different guy and like that's not worth it. Um, but I think I was, a, a lot of people say like you've lived like a lifetime for being 32, like I've lost a lot of people in my life, like, and I feel like I've had to grow up really fast and I've done a lot of inner work yeah, yeah. due to that. Because I, I want to, I don't want to be a toxic person. I want to be a good person. I want to make sure I'm no creating drama. I'm no surrounding myself by people that don't really want the best for me and vice versa. And um, I grew up with really, really strong women and my family, they, they're like most of my family, they're all married. Nobody's really divorced or anything like that. But um, mm-hmm. I feel like I took that and I see so much of that in my sister and I compared to a lot of people that I interact with. Being a hairdresser, I've interacted with a lot of people over yeah. the past like 11, 12 years. I don't know how long it's been. And you just think you're kind of cut a bit for a different cloth. Like you've actually got a good soul and good morals and values and you recognise the people that they think that you're inauthentic because they can't yeah. imagine being that kind to somebody for no reason. Yeah. Um, and then they start to think, mm, but it's because they would never, they, they didn't grow up like that. Totally. And, like, like you say, different morals, different yep. understanding of how the world works and like what's right and what's wrong type thing. Mm-hmm. And no morals or lack of morals is definitely, I think, one of the big reasons that relationships are in such a state because even people that are in relationships, they're craving attention for the likes of social media because yes. they want to know that yeah. they're still attractive and that they're still um, getting the likes and, th- and it's sad um, so it's not only women that have to deal with shit, it's like guys have to deal with that as well, where it's like we we hear a lot about guys liking other people's pictures and things, but yep. what about the girls that are in relationships and they're showing every inch of their self, like yeah. just for the gram and it's not even a paid advertisement or anything like that. It's just... Totally, totally. It's sad. Yeah, it is. Because... Obviously, like I think people forget as well. Once it's on social media, that's it there forever. Even if you like delete it, you know what's been screenshot. You can get it back like that. And I think like what you're right in saying is like guys get a lot of stick for like liking stuff, but then it's like, well, is that not really quite a person? Because a personal thing. And then if you are posting and next to nothing, it's like, well, that should only be a select amount of people who get to see see mm-hmm. that type thing. And I guess it goes back to the whole having a bit, like respect. And I think. Folk can wear what they want. Like I, I'm not judging anyone. Like everyone can do as they wish. But I do agree in that sense where guys do get a lot of stick for liking or whatever it is they're doing. But like you say, like if the shoes on another foot, if a girl's in a relationship and say she's posting with next to nothing on it, is like, well, where's the line? Where's mm-hmm. the? Where's it respect? How does that make her man feel? Yeah, yeah. And there was a big thing with Jonah Hill not long ago and it was like these texts were released and it was like I actually didn't think that he was out of line for saying what he said mm-hmm. I really never I thought well what's surfing got to do with showing your arse on social media it's not it's got nothing to do with nothing <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I 
I remember a friend saying to me, and I was like, that wasn't bad. That's respect. He wants to be respected and he wants her to be respected as well. So, I it's you could sit all day, couldn't you? And like go through it and then still have more to talk about tomorrow. Anyway, wow. let's chat quickly about the release of the song. So how did you do that without management? Because I know that a lot of people... I don't know if it's like still a thing, but back in the day, you had to be signed by a record. You had to have a record deal. Mm-hmm. So, uh, sadly now in the music industry, there's not a, a man or a woman standing there with a briefcase going, we're going to sign you. And it's all mm-hmm. like, okay, great. And you're going to make loads of money. Like, it's not like that anymore, sadly. Um, so, there's... I think the way forward, I mean, I've been speaking to a couple of musicians and independent arts. I think the way forward right now in the current climate of the industry is indep- like being independent. And it's a lot of work, like, don't get me wrong, like, there's so much you don't even think about. But once you've got your song, like, recorded, and you can either do that if you're skilled enough to do that in your house, or you can take it into a studio. Again, this is all people you need to find. Are you going to do it all off my computer? Are you wanting real instruments? Like, you need, this is all the things you need to think about. And I, chose to have real instruments on all my tracks like every instrument you hear is real mm-hmm. um so you get musicians and like pe- either people you know and like um or people like you work with or through other musicians if you've like their drummer or whoever it is and been like right would you come in the studio so and obviously then you need to pay for their time because they're musicians they, they deserve to be paid the right amount of money so it's a lot putting into it um, and once you get your songs together from the studio, you can pay and sign up for, like, it's called music distributors, so there's loads of them. There's actually a really famous one in Scotland, they do really well, Emu Bands. Um, mm-hmm. They're actually, like, a Scottish brand of distributor, and they work from Scotland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know quite a lot of people who go with them, but there's loads all over the world. I actually didn't go with them this time, I went with another one. Um, so you pay them and basically you upload your track onto their system. You say when you want the pre-saves, the pre-orders to come out and when you actually want your track to be released and you upload your artwork and you go through kind of all the terms and you pick where you want it and um, like what platforms to put it on. Like, do you want it on social media as well? Like all these things you need to choose. So it's the distributors that put it actually onto Spotify, onto right. iTunes, Apple Music, TikTok instagram like everything so it's that's i've not had to sit and individually like upload it if that makes sense yeah. like it's done through a distributor i actually don't know i, I could probably do a bit of research into it myself but i think like there are people who wouldn't go through a distributor i don't really know how that side works but for me being independent i'm just going to let them do it mm-hmm. <laughs> um and it is it's a it's a lot of work it's a lot to think about you need to make sure you get like even for your if it's your artwork like your single artwork or your album artwork whatever it may be you need to make sure it's like a good quality do I like the look of that does it look like a single um so there's like there's so much to it like quite so much so like I've been saying like oh, I'm going to release music I'm going to release music and I've got all these songs sitting here and I was just I don't know if it's the perfectionist in me but I was just like this I don't do this justice right now or that's why it's taken me like so long and I think a lot of the questions I do get asked is like what is what is actually taking you so long and I think it's funny I was talking to my boyfriend about this he's a musician as well and we were just saying like 
we are both perfectionists and I just wouldn't want to put something out that I think, oh, I'm going to cringe at that in like, you know, t- like five years or something. But then I'm sure, like, if you think about Taylor Swift, I'm sure she cringes at her first album, even though she still plays it on tour and stuff like that. I'm sure listening to ourselves singing, she's a bit like, oh. Mm-hmm. But it, that's the thing. Like, if you want to, like, I totally respect artists who have been releasing music like especially in the Scottish music scene and Glasgow music scene that have been doing it for years and years and years and I'm sure they look back at the first tracks and go oh, that's a bit cringe but I don't know for me I just wanted to produce something that I was really like proud of and I was happy with the way I sounded and I was happy with the way I am as a musician if that makes sense yeah of course because um, especially when it's like the first single that's been released because if yeah. that's a flop then I could imagine that would make you reconsider whether you even release another song to the public. Um, mm-hmm. But if it does really well, then we've all seen how quick things can take off as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so... And when it comes to, like, the music, obviously, you've released your first single. Have you have you made any money from that? Have you profited from it? Is it Does it take a longer no. time? Aye. No? It'll take a bit. Like, I haven't even looked to see like what I've made because there's no point like there's mm-hmm. really no point I think it's like I should know this but I think per play as an independent artist a new artist I think it's like 0.0001 pence I mean oh, that's per sad play. isn't like, it it's, there's no there's no music and there's sorry there's no money in streaming music whereas before you go out and buy a physical copy of a CD that's why I've seen like even some artists that want to do vinyl and want to put cds out which i'd love to do one day mm-hmm. um even like i guess olivia rodrigo's just put guts out her album and she's got a vinyl for it and she'll put like a wee secret track on there for fans and stuff like that which is amazing like that gets people to buy a vinyl mm-hmm. do you know what i mean um but i guess the good thing i think about i was watching a interview on this the good thing about music being streamed is it doesn't go away like it's mm-hmm. there whereas if your single was to get put out when gone are the days of CDs, how long does that CD stay in the shop for? What mm-hmm. happens if that area people can't buy the CD mm-hmm. and then it gets away off the shelves again? So I think being able to stream music now is good because it's there once it's added to someone's playlist. Yep. It's there until they obviously delete that playlist or don't listen to it anymore, which I think is quite cool, quite a cool concept to think about. Like it's going to be on there forever. And even back in the day, you were more likely, if you bought a CD, if it was an album, and you would play the album in the car or on your CD player or whatever, the chances of you carrying this CD that's a single and putting it on for one song and then having to cheat as well, it's it's a bit of a rigmarole, isn't it? Like, but so... Is there, have you got to go on tour to make money nowadays? Is that something that's right? I think Beyonce, I don't know if I came across the thing and Beyonce was saying like, you used to be able to sell an album, now you have to go on tour and it's very grueling and it's a lot of money and that kind of thing. I would, I mean like, being at levels like Beyonce, Taylor Swift, even Louis Capaldi, like, yes, like his, their tours will make, a lot of money. I mean, look at Harry Styles. He's just done a tour for two years. Mm-hmm. He will be rolling in it then, like because of that, and he'll be able to go away for a while. So, again, like I feel like I'm I'm learning every day about my own like craft and what I'm doing. But 
for me, and I think a lot of independent artists will relate, like, you need to have other jobs on the go. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think if I went on tour tomorrow, like, it would be a small Scottish tour. And it's like, well, I've got all these things to pay for. It's like, I don't even know how much money. I don't know if I would walk away with a lot of money or not. Like, it just it depends. And the way a music career has gone now, I personally think you feel a wee bit like a kind of influencer. Like, you're such... Okay, Hannah, so is there anything that you want to add to the episode before we finish this up? Where can uh, people find you? Find me on social media. Yes. And find my song. Mm-hmm. So, so you can get me Spotify and Apple Music and iTunes and all the things at Hannah Jane Music. So it's H-A-N-A Jane. People always spell that wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the song is called About These Boys, so please keep streaming it but actually over 25,000 listens on Spotify That's so amazing. I'm, I'm so delighted for that see with it being like a first release, like I was not expecting that number, I was thinking like if we could hit 10k I mean, like listens that would be amazing like over the space of like I was thinking like a couple of months but it's just the support has just been amazing, like I just need to thank people for that, like and obviously I understand like you're listeners and viewers like they might not even know who I am probably don't and I hope that they have enjoyed this and I hope they love the song if they go ahead and listen to it that would be amazing I'm sure they will Hannah one thing actually before we go is when you became a teacher it, mm-hmm. I'm right in saying that it was music that made you become a teacher wasn't it or was it yeah no 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 yeah it was I always thought I would go into teaching. I always knew I would end up there. And it kind of relates back as well. Being an independent artist, um, I feel like you've either got a million jobs going on as an independent artist if you're, you know, not got a label or any kind of management. You can still be an independent artist and you can have a booker. So you can have mm-hmm. an agent that books your gigs. Um, I think that's maybe the way to go, to be honest. I, I would. That's maybe something I would like. Um, but lots of different musicians and they'll play in like wedding bands or like different gigs or playing pubs and I still do the pub gigs like I love a pub gig um, but for me I found with, especially with music and wanting to record my own stuff like it's a lot of money especially like if you're wanting to put out good quality stuff and I always seen myself going into teaching and I thought during the pandemic I was like look I'm going to go into this a wee bit earlier than planned but I guess now's the time to go and get a postgrad and there I went, I went off and I applied and I get in and I went to the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland to do my postgrad there mm-hmm. and, which was even just amazing to be able to, to go there too and yeah I do I love it, it the job has its ups and downs don't get me wrong like it's, it's, a, tough, it's a tough job and I would say if we go back to like my high school experience, like being around the music department and how much they inspired me and how much like support was there, like it made me want to eventually go into that too. And I think why can't I be a music teacher and also be quite present online and why can't I write songs and I want to do it all, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Why can't I play gigs? Like I, I think I think people think teachers need to have this like run and don't get me wrong I'm very professional but I think people forget like we've got a life like we actually are you're people, people. uh-huh anything I post online I am so aware that pupils of course they're going to see it 
I know they're going to see it, but I'm very, like, the way I present myself and even right down to what I'm wearing, that is all thought out. That's all thought and process, the mm-hmm. way I speak. Like, I'm not being different online. Like, I'd say I'm mostly myself, but, you know, like, I'm very professional in that case and I still get to promote my songs and sing to the camera and, like, I take pride in that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I'm not ashamed of that. Like, if I know that if any anyone I taught or anyone who attends the school that I work in seen that, I have no reason to be like, oh, I need to take that down. Yeah. Does, does that mean, like, so it's a job that is so challenging and I love working with young people. I do. I think there's kids from all walks of life and it's such a rewarding job. It's a hard job, but it is very rewarding. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for giving up your time um, to no, come on the podcast. I'm honestly, like, like, I just think it's amazing. It's incredible that you just, you put in the work and you've released a song on your own and you might not be a millionaire yet, but I love that you're, it, it, it's motivational. It's got to be inspiring and motivational to other people to say, you know what, you can love music and build stability and teaching and you can still do that and one day you are going to be able to leave your teaching job I'm a hundred percent sure of that like I believe in you and um I think that you've got a really bright future ahead of you because you're determined and it's it's so important like to be determined it would be so easy for you to be like oh do you know what like it costs a lot of money for the studio and paying other artists and whatever like I'm just not going to do this and sit about and wait on a recording deal or give your shot at um seeing if you can blow up in TikTok or going on the X Factor if that's even still a thing I don't know I've not watched TV (laughs) since like 2000 and I don't know when Um, I know um so yeah thank you so much for your time well, I appreciate and you thank you so much for having me on like as I say like I'm, you're a busy woman like you're smashing it hairdresser businesswoman podcast like come on like you're absolutely smashing it and like just thank you so much for asking me on like I've really enjoyed it today you're so so welcome